Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cubicalist. The show, what, why, how, where, when. Okay, what is a podcast in which I discuss all the media I've consumed? Uh, why is because if I don't get it out of the dusty attic of my mind, I believe it will slowly drive me insane. <laughs> what, why, when? Uh, I'm recording it on, I'll give you behind the scenes action here, November 3rd at 5.24 a.m. That's crazy. Ooh. Uh, what, why, why, when, where, in my uh, 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 f- home office slash Mandan, uh, uh, in, a, in a comfy reclining uh, uh, double bed. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice setup. I've got a, a big TV, obviously, and then above the big TV, two smaller TVs or monitors, if you prefer. Uh, it's sort of my gaming setup, if you will, and I hope you will. What, why, when, where, how? I use Audacity uh, and have used that since the start of the podcast back in 2012. I've got a microphone. I've got uh, my phone, which has a series of buttons that start segments like this. Movie monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Michael Myers pre-sliced hot dogs. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first the Grand Seduction, oh my, <laughs> from 2013. Uh, to survive a dying Newfoundland fishing village, must convince a young doctor to take up residence by any means necessary. <laughs> so you could put a little uh, stank on that uh, description and make this an evil, sort of, you know, torturous movie, but it's not. In fact, uh, this falls into a strange category of movies I have, uh, which... Um, I can think of, there was a Tom Hanks one. I feel like there was another one with a very similar storyline that I can't remember the name of. Uh, and that category is chill movies for when I wake up too early and have that feeling. You ever just know, you just know you're not going to be able to get back to sleep. I feel like I have that feeling fairly often but uh, sometimes sometimes I get it way too early like 3.30 in the morning early where it's 3.30 I wake up I'm like most of the time when I wake up at 3.30 which is fairly often uh, I, I'm like okay you can do this <laughs> you can get back to sleep but every once in a while I just have this feeling like there's no way in hell I'm getting back to sleep it will be impossible there's no point in even trying 
what I am going to do is not get out of bed. No, no, no. Because, you know, uh, and I think I heard a therapist say this once, that, uh, you know, sleeping is important and you need it. Uh, but if you can't get it, you know, lying in bed helps the recuperation pro uh, process, you know, more than being up and about and active and stuff. So, you know, there's there's that, I guess. So there's a category of movies that fits this scenario, and it's very hard to pinpoint it. Uh, this one does, I will verify. There was a hologram for King with uh, 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 Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks movies quite often can fit into this category. Just sort of chill, maybe... Uh, this is not a rom-com necessarily, although I bet some of those would fit into it. Um, you know, not a lot of action, let's say. More more talky-talky than anything else. The stars, uh, uh, Brendan Gleeson, who I goddamn love, uh, 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 he is definitely an actor in a category of, if he is in your thing, it will be a good thing. Yeah, you want uh, Brendan Gleeson. There's uh, some other names you might recognize. The main guy, Taylor Kish as Dr. Paul Lewis. Uh, I didn't actually recognize. There is, as I mentioned, some rom communists from uh, Leon Balaban. Oh, is she related to Bob Balaban? Dollar which is Jewish father? No, different. Different Balaban. Yeah, she was really good. Uh, uh, I liked her. And the story is interesting. I wonder how likely this sort of thing is. Basically, the small town in order to, you know, stay uh, to take its, pull itself out of poverty, is, uh, I guess if you boil it down, uh, needs to uh, convince a big oil uh, factory not a refinery, but uh, something that takes oil products, oil wastes and sort of a uh, factory around that doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm dwelling on it uh, needs to convince them to come to the town in order to bring back jobs However, there's no doctor there, and as part of the agreement, you need one. Oh my. So uh, they have to, uh, they've been trying for years apparently, uh, and, and then the whole uh, story revolves around basically spying on this guy. <laughs> yeah, spying and uh, uh, private investigating, amateur private investigating on this guy, uh, and trying to falsely. Uh, make it seem like uh, this island has all those heart's desires. Uh, 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 and, you know, uh, as with these sorts of things, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a dramatic movie, uh, the townsfolk get to like the doctor. The doctor obviously gets to like the townsfolk because they're all treating him, you know, so well and sort of aiming to please. Uh, but then they feel bad. And there's that sort of moment of him finding out, which was... Yeah, that was, uh, that was very dramatic, of course. And uh, all in all, it really uh, uh, fit the purposes of what I needed at the time, which I appreciate, so I'm going to give it... Uh, I'm going to give it a four-ish. Some, some uh, plus four, some minus four. We'll give it a four right there. Moving on to, from 1984... Huh? Segway, I suppose? The Dungeon Master. Oh, wait a second. That's a D&D &D thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, a demonic wizard challenges a modern-day computer programmer to a battle of technology versus sorcery with a programmer's girlfriend as the prize. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so uh, we've got Richard Mole as Mestema, the demonic wizard, the aforementioned demonic wizard. Uh, and uh, he's kind of the only person I recognize. Jeffrey Byron is Paul. Wait a second, that's... Paul, Paul. Was that the name of... Where is that from? Paul. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I started reading Dune. <laughs> I think I mentioned it last episode. Uh, and uh, the main guy's name, I guess, is Paul, which is weird from... Uh, I, I, that I did not recall, Paul. Uh, that his name was uh, uh, so normal. Anyways, we're not here to talk about Dune yet, if ever, uh, assuming I finished the book. You know what? I will say just on the note of Dune, because I did mention, even if I don't finish it, which, you know, <laughs> my track record of trying to read Dune would indicate that I won't, but you never know. Uh, we'll still talk about it. Uh, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Dungeon Master, which you can't spell without Dune, to be fair. Yeah, this was a weird one. Um, as, you know, evidenced by the uh, Imbda description, obviously. Uh, cheesy... Uh, the effects, such as they were, were, you know, even at the time, I, I, I feel like I've seen 1980s special effects that were better than this. Um, this was uh, an interesting, interesting, you know what, I will say, uh, the sort of damsel in distress trope, although present, obviously, from that description, she did, uh, you know, she did piss off and uh, 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 try to, uh, 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 you know, distract and help. And uh, uh, she wasn't uh, totally 100% helpless 100% of the time. So, you know, that's good. Uh, step in the right direction. Let's let's have, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, what was her name in this? Let's have Gwen save Paul for a change, right? Right. Um, some boobs, <laughs> which, like, just right at the beginning, that was sort of weird. Yeah, what was this rated? Was it even rated? Uh, I don't know if it says on IMDb what the rating of a movie is, does it? Oh yeah, PG-13. PG-13 and it had boobs? Jeez, okay. Well, it was a different time. It was a different time. Okay, so, uh, rating for what it is, uh, I'd go probably close to a four. Now, for just being like a movie, it probably goes to a two. So let's split the difference and say three which makes sense because if you're familiar with my rating scale, three is enjoyed while watching or at the least uh, uh, had enjoyment while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Um, there, I'm just looking at the IMDA here and there's a, a scene where uh, they're in this cave with a bunch of frozen bodies that uh, start to come to life and kill them. And the bodies are like Jack the Ripper, um... I forget who else, but like other, you know, like, I don't think they had Hitler, but it was like that, you know, Jack the Lipper, Hitler, uh, Genghis Khan, you know, uh, you know, people like that. And then they also had Einstein was in there <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. The, the evil Einstein, to be fair, Einstein will, while frozen, didn't come alive and try to kill them. So, you know, yay, I guess. All right. Uh, moving on to, uh, okay. So yeah. 
Uh, as I've already given away the date that I'm recording this, uh, not surprisingly, have some Halloween movies for you. Uh, uh, first and oh, first and foremost, I suppose, in terms of uh, order of watching, hmm? watch order. Halloween Kills from 2021. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode continues in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. Uh, I heard so many not good things about this. Uh, Up to and including, uh, I think maybe even on more than one occasion, it called a franchise killer. Yeah. (laughs) It was bad. It was definitely bad. Um... There were moments of Jesus Christ, <laughs> which, uh, you know, I, I like that in a horror movie. Like, I, I will say probably what this movie did well, if it did anything well, was uh, uh, the kills. You know, if, if you go into a uh, slasher flick, you're going to want some uh, uh, bloody, violent, over-the-top uh, uh, murders. And this has that. This has that. Uh, the story... Uh, ridiculous Uh, yeah doesn't really make sense the acting bad yeah uh no offense in particular to james jude courtney is that who let me just double check i got the right guy i think it was him yeah i guess so was he the bald guy I'm pretty sure it was him. Anyways, there was this one guy who, uh, it was interesting because he was probably the worst actor of the movie, but also given one of the biggest parts for some reason, which was an interesting choice. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, she was fine. She wasn't actually in it as much. She was in the hospital a lot. Uh, Judy Greer, love her in general, but, uh, in this, you know, it's fine. Uh, Andy, yeah, okay. Uh, just, just, uh, you know, Will Patton, great actor. Uh, but, you know, he's also in the hospital. Oh, no, it's Anthony Michael Hall as Tommy Doyle. That's who I'm talking about. Anthony Michael Hall, yeah, wasn't he? I'm just doing some, you know, <laughs> deep dive. Uh, 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 yeah, Anthony Michael Hall. He was really not good. Like, uh, that's funny because he's been an actor for a long time and I'm sure I've seen him in things, but he was just like bad, weird science. He was Gary. Oh yeah. Wow. Didn't even recognize him. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. So would I recommend, I, I guess this was so, sort of boils down to, would I recommend watching Halloween kills? If you've seen every Halloween movie, yeah, watch this one. Why not, right? Um, if this is... The, if you don't really have experience with this sort of slashery type of movie, don't let this be your first because you'll never watch another. Uh, Rating-wise, wow. Um, in general, one. Some of those kills, you know, were just insane and uh, like... Jesus Christ, like uh, those sorts of moments where you go, holy shit, (laughs) like you can't believe that just happened. Uh, That I enjoy. Uh, uh, But uh, it's still overall a very low mark, which I don't give very often. So because I tend to just like most things and, you know, I, I don't regret watching it. I don't regret watching it. One interesting thing, and this is a spoiler for a movie that is not good. So who cares? Um, 
So at the end, yeah, and this is a big spoiler, I guess, kind of, sort of, but who cares? Uh, at the end, there's like a, a like a like a posse of people who just beat the shit out of and also shoot, excuse me, shoot the shit out of Michael Myers. So he's down on the ground. Uh, he's been shot multiple, multiple times. I don't know if they ever shot him in the head, but in the chest, uh, just, just beaten with, you know, bats and other implements. Um, and, uh, everyone's like, you know, somewhat celebra- celebratory in that, oh, we finally did it. We finally killed him. And then, uh, 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 Jamie Lee Curtis is in the hospital talking about how, uh, you know, and I'm going to boil it down to basically he's not human and, uh, he's a magical creation of evil. Um, and as she's sort of doing this weird speech, uh, uh, he gets back up and starts killing everyone. So this has sort of, I guess you would say jumped the shark, uh, and turned Michael Myers into you know, a, a, a boogeyman, a, a, a mythical creature that cannot be killed by normal means, which do I like that? Or do I not like that? See, it's hard to say because I guess I don't mind it because, uh, when you look at, you know, Freddy Krueger, obviously, uh, and also later, uh, Jason Voorhees, he sort of became that, that sort of thing, which I feel like that's sort of how these things progress. You know, you start with a um, I guess less with Freddy Krueger. You start with a, a human, which he did start as a human. Uh, and, and then uh, as you have to up the ante in your movies, uh, the only way to do that is to make him friggin' magic. <laughs> so, whatever. Who cares? Uh, moving on to a good horror-ish comedy, I guess. Uh, uh, from 2002, Eight-Legged Freaks. Do you remember this one? Venomous spiders get exposed to an noxious chemical hmm i would say toxic chemical or radioactive chemical noxious i don't think that's the right word that causes them to grow to monumental proportions uh i see in the poster here it says let the squashing begin let the squashing begin do i have a yeah i already have a title i uh, this is a rare episode where i went in already having a title because uh, this movie, actually, uh, uh, segue, uh, reminds me very much in tone and in some scenes in particular, and uh, uh, in, in, in other sort of aspects, reminds me of the first Gremlins movie, up to and including uh, some of the smaller giant spiders, which is a funny sentence. Yeah, some of the smaller giant spiders uh, sound like gremlins, like the, the, the sounds they make almost human, like at times where you can almost hear the words, uh, <laughs> sound a lot like uh, gremlins. Uh, yeah. So this stars, uh, uh David Arquette, uh, Carrie Rurer, who I'm a, a huge fan of. She does a lot of sort of, I don't know if I call this a B movie. No, I a a minus movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of her. Uh, we've got a, you, what I didn't remember. We've got a young Scarlett Johansson. I don't remember seeing her. Dougie Doug. What happened to Dougie Doug? I used to love him. Um, I haven't seen him in a while. He's in this. Uh, Leon Rippy. A name you may not recognize, but uh, if you were to have a boo at him, I bet you would recognize. He plays a sort of a evil mayor, kind of a, a, a Jaws-like mayor, I guess you would say. Uh, 
yeah, a couple other faces you might uh, recognize, Rick Overton. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, fun, dumb, uh, silly at times. Uh, if you're scared of spiders, uh, although CG and 2002 CG, I think they actually look really good. Uh, and, and I think it holds up pretty well. Uh, rating wise, geez, I go like a four or a five. Yeah, this is probably a, if I had to guess second or third viewing, uh, I would recommend if you like a sort of a, 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 a comedy horror, uh, a fun, definite underline fun and dumb at times, uh, I would uh, recommend eight legged freaks. Mm? Oh yeah. Pushing other button now. Television talk. Today's television talk sponsor is Packlid Brand Dehydrated Water. Thank you for that sponsorship. All right, uh, we we're talking lower decks. Uh, in our first talk of season two, we spoke briefly of episodes one to five. So, guess what? We're talking episodes six to ten to round out season two. Uh, let me just, while we're on that subject, give a total rating to season two five out of five. No surprise, yeah? Uh, yeah, loved it. Uh, this is so unbelievably trekky that it's uh, uh, mind-boggling that the sort of combination of just sort of really uh, true-feeling Trek, if such a thing can be said, um, with uh, ridiculous over-the-top comedy, the fact that they can go together so well is, is sort of surprising almost, uh, but they do, and I love it. Let's have a brief look at some of the episodes. Episode 6, The Spy Humongous, which is a fun, I guess that's a pun. It's a fun pun. The Spy Among Us, The Spy Humongous. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, the I, I guess you would say the big bad of this season are the Packlids, which that in itself is hilarious if you know uh, anything about Star Trek alien races, because the Packlids are dumb. <laughs> Their race is just, you know, dumb. <laughs> that's what they're... Uh, that's, that, that's one, you know, maybe a uh, knock against, uh, uh, I don't I was going to say sci-fi in general, but something that happens a lot on Star Trek is a race will have a sort of universal characteristic, you know, uh, uh, uh you're, you're greedy, Ferengi, you're, uh, honorable Klingons, you're, uh, uh, sneaky Romulans, and I suppose you're also sneaky Kardashians, and you're dumb Packlids. Yeah. You're logical Vulcans. It's like the whole race will always sort of share this trait, which is, uh, interesting. You know what I want to see? Not that. <laughs> Although, it's probably harder... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I suppose we... I, I feel like maybe we see hints of not that in Deep Space Nine compared to other uh, of the Star Trek uh, 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 series where they could sort of delve deeper into individuals, which helps to sort of alleviate, uh, alleviate that a little bit some of the time. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so, uh, this is, <laughs> they have a Packlid spy on board, and he's just, like, so obviously a spy that it's ridiculous, so, uh, that's fun. Uh, 
it's like he's basically wearing a shirt that says hi i'm a spy you know tell me your secrets uh next is where pleasant fountains lie what was this one? Oh yeah uh okay so this is where oh sh- uh. <laughs> what is his name uh commander war daystrom Ah, yes. Okay, so this is the one uh, starring uh, Andy Billups, voiced by none other than Paul Shear, which is a goddamn delight. Hey, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Fellow podcaster, Paul Shear. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you, know, you know what? I feel like they haven't done this as much on uh, Lower Decks. Maybe it's just because it's been two seasons. Uh, maybe other reasons. I don't know. Where... Uh, Star Trek often seems to pick a crew member for an episode and focus on them. Whereas here it seems to do that less. Like uh, this is the first episode for, uh, 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 Billups who's chief engineer where, you know, like in Star Trek, uh, uh, the next generation, for example, you get a bunch of Geordi episodes, you get a bunch of data episodes, you get Picard episodes, but, uh, it, it feels more of an ensemble uh, I, I, I think, and I wonder why that is interesting. Uh, it was great to see his insane backstory, <laughs> how he's like a prince, basically, uh, uh, uh of a sexy planet. I, I don't really know. <laughs> it was, it was strange and delightful and, uh, uh, I loved it. Oh yeah. And magic. It was like, uh, getting D and D in my Star Trek, which obviously, because, uh, if you're unfamiliar, in the uh, uh, st- uh, in the D and D homebrew world universe that I've created, uh, it's basically the Forgotten Realms. However, it was created by Q, so that all uh, 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 you know uh, fantasy races were originally descended from uh, Star Trek races. So let me just name a few of the obvious ones. We've got uh, the elves were descended from. Uh, Vulcans, obviously. Uh, dwarves, Klingons, obviously. Uh, and then I have a list, should anyone wish to see it, of like, I think over a hundred different uh, transitions of uh, Star Trek races to uh, uh, D&D races and species. So, you know, why not? Why not? My universal, my universe creation lore of my D&D uh, uh, universe is uh, basically Q. <laughs> so, you know, jamming these two things together in this episode was a goddamn delight. And I loved it. Moving on to <clears throat> I Excretus. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is interesting. And I learned after the fact. So, this uh, girl comes aboard a consultant for the Federation to uh, 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 sort of test them. Uh, you know, put them through various tests and, uh, 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 of, you know, uh, holodeck-based tests. Uh, and it was interesting because the person uh, there for the testing, she could, like, come apart. So, like, her arms and legs and torso and head could, like, come apart, which I learned after the fact that was one of the races from the animated series that appeared. So that was pretty cool. Um, uh, I, I think I've mentioned before that the animated series is the one sort of Star Trek thing, just sort of period that I kind of bounced off of. Uh, you know, I watched uh, quite a number, like, I don't know, 
10 episodes, something like that, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. I don't remember. And uh, it just sort of, I lost interest and bounced off it for whatever reason, uh, which is interesting because I've heard people love it and, uh, you know, and I could see myself trying again, uh, wedge douche, wedge douche, is that Klingon? <clears throat> Boimler tries to find a bridge buddy while the Cerritos has downtime during a long warp trip. Yeah, it seems that all these Lower Decks peoples have uh, bridge buddies, which is just a friend on the bridge. Uh, that's fine. And then uh, First First Contact, which is uh, a fun episode because uh, I think the first episode of the show is called Second Contact, if I do recall. Uh, uh, so this is the first time they actually get to do first contact, uh, at the, the, the season finale. So, you know, moving on up, which I hope they, uh, you know, I hope they don't get too, uh, too into the nitty gritty. It, it, it's, it's nice to have this ship sort of be, um, not in the background, but yeah, kind of in the background of this universe. Whereas, you know, uh, the enterprise is there uh, kicking ass and taking names, but you still need people to you know, do the, the quote unquote lesser work in lesser decks. Conan, the librarian. Don't you know that we decimal system? Book banter. Today's book banter is, is sponsor is <laughs> fuck. Uh, potatoes, potatoes. Thank you. For that sponsorship. All right. It's been a long time coming, which, you know, this is a fucking a lot of reading involved. So, uh, I have finally finished the Lord of the Rings. Yes. Books one, two, and three, no less. One ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. One ring to bring them all. And in the darkness, bind them folks. We did it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm very, very happy <laughs> to be uh, uh, talking about this because I think I mentioned that uh, because I am uh, in between jobs right now and things sort of influx and stressful and really just the levels of stress lately because of, you know, uh, uh, just world things that affect everyone, personal things, just things uh so so very high so to have a uh, uh, moments of just peace and calm and uh, some familiarity and uh, escape oh yeah let's underline that word and and some escape from all of that in the form of this book uh just sort of reminds me why i love reading yeah period full stop i mean uh, probably not full stop since i should talk about it some more uh just on the note of uh that easy easy five out of five some moments where just the 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 love of the craft of writing uh in certain scenes uh uh and interactions you know give me definite six out of five vibes um it was interesting because I hadn't read it in so long, uh, to be, find myself and trying not to do this, to be honest, uh, find myself looking for things, uh, scenes from the movies <laughs> and, uh, noticing either differences or, uh, uh, you know, things not there or, 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 or things of that nature. So I found myself doing that and then trying not to do that, trying to just, you know, 
uh, let what's happened happened. Um, okay, let's go over some of the characters. So yeah, Frodo and Sam, that's, you know, the original sort of bromance, right? Uh, it's interesting how much, and you know, you definitely see it in the movies, but I, I feel like it's even more emphasized in the books, how much more obvious it is because, you know, you get to see into Sam's mind, um, how much he sort of loves Frodo and how much basically, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to sort of talk from the perspective of, you know, this story, because I, I assume someone listening to this podcast is someone who has seen the movies or read the book or ideally both. Um, yeah, you see how much Sam is not only integral, but vital to the task to the degree that if Sam wasn't there, you know, the world would be destroyed and, uh, Sauron would win and, uh, and yeah, everything would end in uh, despair and darkness. Um, so thanks Sam. Uh, despite, you know, uh, Frodo being the one carrying the ring, I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gandalf, awesome. Uh, I wish we got his, you know, it'd be cool. And is this in the, what is that book? The Similacrum, Similarian? Uh, I think I tried to read that once. Maybe I'll try to read it again. Um, but I heard it's sort of very dry compared to this um like i'd like to see some of his backstory or the backstory of wizards in general and how they came to be it's like how uh in what we're going to talk about in the next segment uh i would sort of gravitate towards the magic users how when i play D, my favorite class like <clears throat> i've seen that question like if you could only play one class ever again what would you pick i would definitely pick wizard um, mostly for the D and D reasons, because they have the most access to spells and in order to craft different, uh, different feeling characters, uh, your spell list can really tailor itself to that. I feel like, whereas, well, we're not here to talk about that, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, the, the battles are incredible, although interestingly, not as long as I remember and made me think of, oh, is it Druss? Druss the legend? I think, um, I'm pretty sure it is. Let me just Google that. Druss the legend. Druss the, yeah, it is. Uh, those books, uh, I think, and you know, the fact that I even think this is means it's probably true <laughs> is that uh, of uh, battles in fantasy novels I think those are the best that I, I have ever read uh, and you know not really remembering them per se but having that thought in my head means that yeah that's probably the case yeah why, why would I make that up to myself uh, but these were you know still very very good uh, I guess what more to say about Lord of the Rings? <laughs> it's kind of hard to talk about, uh, just in sort of a broad sense, I guess, other than to say, I love them. I love them. All of the rings and all of the lords. Today's game, Gavin sponsor is Alto Wine. Thank you for that sponsorship. 
Okay, uh, sort of an interesting one uh, that I could have potentially put in an internet intercourse or even a cleanup conversation for that matter, but uh, this makes just as much sense as anything. Uh, I have, uh, in my sort of uh, uh, time off, my my recuperation, let's say, I've been playing Skyrim. However, uh, I've been doing something with that play, which is... Uh, because I have on the internet been very much enjoying uh, 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 long plays, which is where people will play a video game and uh, post it, and uh, you watch them play it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all it is. It's just, you know, like Twitch. I, I, I do most of my quote-unquote Twitch viewing on YouTube when the creators post them on YouTube, just because I, uh, I can't or don't often... Uh, catch the live streams, which is, you know, quite often creators will say that's how they're designed. Uh, like Bruce Green says that a lot, that uh, that's how his content was meant to be viewed. And, and I definitely see that. Uh, I'm probably getting slightly lesser of an experience. However, it's an experience I very much enjoy. Uh, it's it just, I find that when I am, you know, the aforementioned stress, uh, uh, sitting down and just to sort of zoning out, watching one of these people sort of entertainingly play and, uh, you know, talk uh, while playing, it, it's just very relaxed. Like uh, uh, Lawrence Sontag, uh, Bruce Green, just since we're mentioning uh, Funhouse people, uh, th there's ones I've watched who, uh, 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 I've spoken of most of them on the podcast, where uh, they don't talk at all. Like I watched a Astroneer gameplay. For, it was like a 20-hour session. <laughs> it was like freaking huge. I like eventually watched the whole thing. You know, just watch it in dribs and drabs. Yeah, quite often uh, before bed or in the morning, just when you're relaxing and just sort of mellowing out, man. So I decided that I wanted to create one of those. Uh, and that's what I've been doing. Uh, I've got probably 20 20 hours somewhere in that neighborhood i've beaten uh and i haven't started posting them from my perspective yet hopefully maybe by the time yeah probably by the time this episode drops maybe i'll have some and what I should do is put the link in the description. But if you were to go on to YouTube, which is where these will be posted, uh, I'm going to post them on my uh, alphabetical DM um, uh, YouTube channel, which is where I used to do some uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, uh, content, I suppose you would say. Um, so I'll post them there. There'll also be uh, links on my website, anerdywebsite.com. Uh, yeah, that's probably the two main places to get it. Anyway, so what I'm doing is, uh, doing some roleplay, uh, from the point of view of, uh, I created a character called the librarian. Oh, uh, and he is sort of, uh, an individual who is, uh, you know, reluctantly the dragonborn. He, uh, he, he doesn't exactly yearn for adventure. Uh, he'd rather sort of sit by the fire and read a good book. In fact, Part of the uh, relaxingness of the gameplay that I'm sort of working towards, that, that sort of vibe that I love and now I'm trying to replicate, hopefully, uh, is that uh, he will periodically, legitimately, just sit down and read one of the uh, hundreds, I don't know how many are there, but I'm pretty sure there's hundreds, hundreds of books found in Skyrim. 
Uh, I have a, uh, a, a voice changer. So whenever he sits down, you know, by a fire, maybe in his giant library home, he'll uh, pull out a book and I will legit just read the book out loud during the recording. Uh, and then put on sort of a, 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 a voice changed, hopefully relaxing voice. Uh, as I read a book to you, <laughs> the watcher of this, uh, 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 gameplay, um, so far, just to give you an idea where I am, uh, I've completed the main quest. I am the dragonborn. I am, uh, <laughs> I've completed the, uh, uh, mages guild quest. I am the archmage, archmage, archmage. I'm both really, uh, I am head of the thieves guild. <laughs> uh, I have, uh, uh, I'm doing a modded playthrough. So I have, uh, I have the luggage from uh, Discworld basically with me. It's this, uh, luggage that sort of follows me around on, uh, uh, little legs, uh, which has been very helpful because, you know, I could put shit in it. Uh, so, uh, 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 encumbrance hasn't been too much of an issue every once in a while. I'll still run into it. Um, I have, uh, uh one of the mods I have is, for a follower called the professor, my sort of faithful, um, occasionally farting companion. He, whoever created this, this guy's friggin' did an amazing job. Uh, he's got tons of, uh, voice lines. Um, and occasionally still, despite the fact that I'm, you know, 20, 30, like I'm a lot of hours in, uh, he'll still occasionally say things that I haven't heard him say yet. So, uh, that's been fun. Uh, yeah, it's just been, uh, it's just been something I really need. I almost feel like, and, uh, I can't wait to get posting them. Uh, it would be so nice if, uh, you know, people ended up liking it. Um, but after, uh, having a podcast, this one and, uh, doing, you know, the alphabet DM and, uh, doing other various sort of things online over the years, uh, I don't worry too much about people liking stuff as long as I like making it which I have very much this. Uh, so if that sounds at all interesting to you, if you want to watch someone play Skyrim and role play through it as, uh, the sort of chillaxed, uh, 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 librarian type, he's, he's got sort of a, uh, roguish, uh, sort of an arcane trickster. Oh, I've been, uh, focusing on conjuring. So that's the other thing. He's sort of lazy and, uh, like I, I haven't killed, I've, I've had to, you know, kill the odd thing, but basically I haven't killed anything. <laughs> like I just let either the professor or my various summons, uh, my conjuring is actually up to a hundred now. So, uh, I could summon two things at once, uh, and having a lot of fun with that. And it's, it's just good, clean, fun people. We did it. That was an episode. There's no denying it. Uh, please check out Skyrim colon the librarian in RP long play. Uh, please, uh, uh, do other things that you enjoy. Hmm. It's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean, but you can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. 
I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Nah, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper.